Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. First pick in the 2020 draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU. Going deep on his first throw to Smith. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Draft Brawl podcast on the Brawl Network. I am your host, Tyler, joined by my two guys, as usual, Dante and Saray. How are you guys doing on this nice Tuesday evening? Doing pretty good. We got real football to talk about. That's fun. College football, NFL. Uh, I had my coffee. I'm ready to go. All right. Awesome. How about you? It's a coffee, man. He's, He's a problem. (laughs) <laughs> Look, it's it, it just you know it, it revives me halfway through the day you know like I'm ready to I'm ready to fall over just to have my cup of coffee and you know now we're up at, at 10 p.m. recording the podcast and I'm ready to go you know it's, there you go 7:45 over here baby uh, you West Coasters Ugh. all right um so our plan for this episode and our plan for the rest of the season is to do. A little college report, a college football report, and then do that for a first, you know, 20 to 30 minutes. And then we plan on doing some NFL talk, recapping, you know, every game, at, you know, hopefully um, at least most of, of the games and, you know, get into a little a little bit of everything, a game at least. So that's our plan. But um, before we do that, let's get right into the college football. We have a new segment called Stock Up, Stock Down. And I want to start off with some college football that happened on Saturday, some games that maybe intrigued you. So Ray, uh, his team actually played on the bright lights on uh, Saturday night. You know, they got a primetime game on uh, ABC. Uh, it was Miami versus Louisville, and Miami came out with the win. So, so Ray, congratulations. Your team is playing, and they won. So uh, my team is not even playing right now. So <laughs> congratulations. Your team won. And then uh, Dante, uh, how did Temple do? I don't even know how, what Temple did. Temple doesn't play for another couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, we, yeah, we don't play till October 10th. So um, I am just sitting here watching other teams in the American play as uh, I report on practices. It's, it's a great time, man. Great. Just love yeah. it. There you go. All right. So back to our first report, stock up, stock down. I'm going to start off with Saray. Who are some guys that, you know, have raised their stock from these last couple of weeks or just this week? And, um, you know, who's some guys that you're like – we need to watch the film again. This is going to sound like an extremely homer pick, but Bubba Bolden, safety out of Miami. My man is all over the field. 11 tackles. I think he had one forced fumble, one tackle for loss. He did give up a big play on the corner route, but, man, I doubt he comes out. I'm pretty sure he needs more film. He'll go back to school. But, man, just in case, he, you know, if he keeps playing like this, maybe, you know, he could come out. Who knows, man? But Bubba Bolden, safety, long, rangy kid, man. He's not afraid to come down here and come hit you. Really, really extremely uh, versatile piece, man. He li- lines up in the box, can play over the top. Uh, free safety type of dude, man. He plays with range. He can, can really do it all, man. Um, He can cover the slot. It's not his best ability, as we've seen against Louisville. I prefer him to just, you know, play you know, center fielder. Um, but I liked him. I, I didn't write it down, but quickly, also, Brevin Jordan. Um, dude, he had a hell of a game. The offense is a lot better when the ball is in his hands. And 
Um, did I right now? Him and Fryermuth are one on one A for me right now in terms of tight end one right now. Man, I, I really love Fryermuth as well. So you know, next month when the Big Ten comes back, that'd be cool to see. But um, going back down, my stock down. Chuba Hubbard, running back, Oklahoma State. I don't know if you want to give thanks to the Tulsa front seven or as Oklahoma State is a bad football team. I'm going to say it's a mixture of both. Um, I, I was expecting more, right? Coming into the game, everybody talked about what he did against Tulsa last year. He ran for, what, 250, 275, whatever the insane you know, number was. But uh, I, I needed to see more. I know he made some clutch plays you know, to get the game over. I mean, you, you still see the athleticism and the birthers and plays on film that you've seen when you go back and watch. Still ability, he's still able to make guys miss. Um, his lower half that I was really low on, you know, in terms of lower body strength, looked a lot better. I thought he, I'd seen him running through more arm tackles. He played... He played to his size for once, actually, right? He played bigger than, you know, than what he did last year. Um, but he needs to improve, man. He's a Heisman contender, right? Yeah, he's a team that Oklahoma State thinks they can compete for the Big 12. Um, looking like that, it ain't going with nothing, right? And it's going to start with him. Uh, Spencer Sanders goes down, right? So that, that, that doesn't help. But Chuba Hubbard, man, he's got to improve. Uh, one player that popped for me, Elijah Mitchell, running back, Louisiana Lafayette. If you haven't watched him, please turn on the tape against Georgia State. Go turn on YouTube. This kid did everything, man. 16 carries, 164 yards, two touchdowns. He's actually on the senior bowl watch list, man. I think he was one of their senior uh, players of the week or something like that. But, again, Elijah Mitchell, Louisiana Lafayette. If you haven't seen him, go check him out. There we go. Um, what about you, Dante? Who is up on your stock and who is down on the stocks? Yeah, so my stock up guy is also a Miami Hurricanes player. And uh, it is Jalen Phillips, the edge rusher. He's a former five-star recruit. He was originally at UCLA. And, man, when I tell you this man is rocked up, this man is rocked up, guys. I, you know, we, we have a term in scouting. It's first off the bus. And we, basically, that's just the term that we say the best-looking player on the field, right? Like, just built. He is long. He's tall, but he's muscular. I have never seen a more prototypical-looking edge rusher in my life. This dude looks like he's built to play edge at the NFL level. And you know what? He's had a tough career. He started out at UCLA. He got injured. You know, Chip Kelly came in there and he did Chip Kelly things. So <laughs> Jalen Phillips decided to transfer to Miami. And you know what? He didn't really play a ton last year. He gets on the field this year. Gregory Rousseau offs out. Man, Phillips looked really good. I, I really felt like he won his matchup almost every single play. I feel like he was either getting a quarterback pressure or getting into the backfield. He ends the game with just three tackles and uh, two TFLs. So not a, not a ton, but hey, two TFLs is pretty good. And he didn't get a sack in this game. But you have to understand that the, the offense that Louisville's running and Mikhail Cunningham there, they're trying to get the ball out quickly. You know, he's a running quarterback. They do a lot of different stuff. He was extremely, extremely disruptive. And this is a player with elite traits, length, speed, quickness, bend. So this is a player who, if he continues to take off at this pace and put this kind of film out, man, he might push for a top 50 selection, depending on when his medicals come back. I, I'm really excited about the potential here. And we talked about this when we broke up, when we broke down the edge uh, class in that athleticism is a huge, huge trait for edge rushers. And Jalen Phillips has that in spades. My stock down player was Chuba Hubbard originally. Um, I'll pivot just because I, I think we want to have some diversity here, but I do want to touch on Hubbard because I thought he was bad, like just not good against Tulsa. I, I, I didn't like his vision. I did not think I'm going to have to disagree with Saray here. I did not think he was being very physical as a runner. I, I thought that his ability to I, his big thing is like he just needs space and he has to get going in one direction. 
And like, he's just not good at lateral movement and, and he doesn't get good blocks up front. Like there's just not a ton that he can do. So I was worried about my evaluation of him. I, I had him pretty high and man, I, I don't know. But uh, the other guy I'm going to pivot to is Chris Rump from Duke. And it's not because I thought he played bad against Boston college. I, I thought he actually played better against Boston college um, in week two and, and then against Notre Dame in week one. But Man, he just looks so thin on film, and and we and Saray and I really liked him when we did summer scouting for edges. And uh, I talked about moving him to linebacker. I still think he should be a linebacker at the next level. But like, man, we we gotta we gotta get you on a weight program, brother. I mean, you 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 can't be packing two twenty five on the edge. Like, it's just not it's not something that we can do. And again, I don't think he played bad against BC, but like he's got to get heavier. Like he's just got to put more weight on because he just looks like a pole and it's just not, it's not going to, it's not going to go well. It's not scouts are going to turn on the film. You gee, I don't know. I don't think scouts will be so down on him, but like GMs are going to turn on the film. They're going to be like, why are you showing me this player? Like he does not have an NFL body. This is, you know, and I feel bad because again, like Saray and I, we both really liked, like we enjoyed watching Chris Rump and I still enjoy watching Chris Rump, but Oh, I, I just can't help but like watch him and just and just cringe sometimes, man, because he's just getting tossed around and it's not great. Um, my player who popped is uh, Ali Green, the fourth, the, the cornerback from Tulsa. I had a source reach out to me about two weeks ago, told me to watch the Tulsa corners. I said, OK, sure. I did not watch the Tulsa corners. So <laughs> when. Um, and, and this was like, not a slight to the source, right? Great guy. I, I just like literally forgot, like it, it just slipped my memory. And, um, I remember when doing my, uh, I do a weekly college football preview for bluechipscouting.com and, and I saw that Tulsa was playing Oklahoma state and I was like, Oh great. I get to watch these corners against Tylen Wallace. What a battle, man. That was awesome. I mean, Tylen Wallace had zero catches in the first half and, you know, Saray was <laughs> Tylen Wallace is one of the dirty look players. During, during our prospect reviews over the summer. Um, but uh, I really like Tylen Wallace, man. And, and Allie Green just bullied him for about three and a half quarters. Uh, elite length, really, really good physicality. I thought his man coverage technique was awesome. This is the type of corner that NFL teams are really, really going to be excited about. This is a man press coverage guy. I don't know how good of an athlete he is. Again, I haven't studied the All-22. I haven't sat down to watch him a ton, but what I saw off the broadcast was just impressive. Not a lot of people are physically able to go toe to toe with Tylen Wallace. He is a bully ball player, despite the fact that he's like six feet tall. And Allie Green is like six four. He's got vines for arms. He's two twelve. He plays in man coverage. I was so impressed with him this week. And you know, I I, I reached back out to that source and I said, Yeah, sorry, man. I I missed that one. He's great. Um, so. Check out Allie Green, the fourth from Tulsa. Really, really interesting cornerback prospect. I'm excited to dive into his film. I recommend you guys dive into his film. I was just, I mean, not a lot of people are able to bully Tylen Wallace like that. Wallace did get him at the end because Wallace is a great player. Um, but Allie Green was fantastic. Uh, sleeper in this cornerback class. He's like literally the opposite of Asante Samuel Jr. in every possible way. Like we, we talked about that on the last podcast. That was my guy. And um, Allie Green's my other guy, and he's the complete opposite. So uh, check him out. And um, let's see. Oh, I, I got to ask, Saray, dude, how 
How's it feel to have a quarterback at Miami, huh? Oh we, my god! Before we move on, like, how does that feel, man? To have somebody you can throw and run like that, like, wow, it's, it's been forever. It feels like he's gonna win the Heisman. He's gonna win the Heisman. I'm whoa, whoa. Okay, no, whoa, I'll, I'll whoa. rewind. I'll rewind. He's not gonna win the Heisman because we're not gonna beat Clemson in a few weeks, right? And then Oklahoma, Spencer Rattler. Uh, people are going to be all over Justin Fields, even though he hadn't played a game yet, right? So just us being Miami, right, we haven't won anything in so long, right? So he's not going to Heisman. But it's good to have a, a, an elite athlete at the position. He's more than just a runner. He actually made some really good throws against Louisville. Um, I forgot who it was on Twitter asked if he was a draftable prospect right now. And the, the answer is still no, right? I need another year to see him play at that level so I could even want to think about spending the draft pick on him. But from a, he's just one, He's going to be one of those dudes who's just a great college player, man. I'm just happy he's wearing the orange and green, and we don't have to worry about Tate Martell or uh, Nicosa Perry. Or, and I like Nicosa oh. Perry, man, but neither one of those dudes are going to take this program to the next level. Derek King is the guy, man. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. There we go. All right. Um, what about you, Sarai? Who is your player to pop? Oh, I already said Elijah Mitchell. Oh, yeah, you did. Okay. Um, yeah, he's so, fast as hell. He's he's fast boy. as hell. That game was fun. Louisiana, boy. Lafayette, Georgia State. He overtime. Beat, yeah, they went to overtime. Mitchell scored the game-winning touchdown, right? That was one where he beat the entire – yeah, he, he ran yes. to that corner. And I, I remember seeing the highlight going like, oh, that might be like four fours. You know, like like low four four, like four four two or something. Dude, man. Yeah, he's fast. That's a good one. So, okay, now that we did that, I want to talk about one of the specific games that – was in, involving Miami because it was the only game probably worth mentioning that was, you know, two ranked teams at least. So um, <laughs> um, it's, it's at least worth mentioning. Um, I'll start off with the Miami guy himself. Miami pulls out the win, 47-34. You beat Louisville, ranked team. So um, what do you think about this now? Uh, from an NFL draft standpoint, we talked about Jalen Phillips. Uh, I need to see more of Quincy Roche, man. Preseason All-American my man is struggling against the run. He's struggling to keep contained, right? And that's not something I didn't see at Temple. I need to see with the Temple player that I've seen. That's the reason we, we, we want you here, right? You put on this weight. I need you to to, to play like the Temple Al you were, man. I'm not seeing it. I mean, I'm not knocking on him. He's still a talented player, and he's been, you know, solid. But I need to see more if you're going to be a first-round pick where people are projecting you. And Priest is an All-American, man. All right, people are high on this dude. He's a little undersized, man. And, you know, the, the tape I've seen in the first two day, games have not been to his standards where he should be. Um we talked about Derrick King already. We talked about Bubba Bolden. Brevin Jordan, man, he has looked really, really good. It's amazing what happens when you get to do some touches. I think that's another reason people are low on him is uh, he doesn't get the touches and he's dealt with bad quarterback play. Derrick King may work wonders for this dude this year, man. If he keeps getting invested in the offense, uh, UAB week one, Miami didn't really run anything. We probably ran about two or three plays the same as against UAB. Started slow. Um, from a fan standpoint, I was really upset at the final score. I thought we should have put up, you know, what we did against Louisville to UAB, but I think just from an offensive coordinator standpoint, just didn't want to show, you know, the Louisville, the whole playbook. And obviously Louisville just wasn't ready for what happened. And uh, from the defensive standpoint, too, man, I um, I like Zach McLeod. Uh, he redshirted last year. He's a senior. Um, he was a part of our, our you know, our four-year starter guys when we had Shaq Quarterman and Michael Pekney. Um, I don't know what people view him as as a prospect, right? I know he's, you know, not going to come back after this year. But somebody to keep an eye on. Man, he's a talented dude. Uh, somebody that I – don't think anybody's talking about right now is this man he hasn't done enough to really be a you know highly touted guy but happy to see Miami win happy to see some prospects man I really like Bubba Bolden dude he he keeps playing like that dude he may not need to come back for another year seriously he played good okay how about yourself Dante 
Yeah, uh, Surrey did a great job covering Miami, so I guess I'll take the Louisville side of things. Um, I did a I did a story on their quarterback Malik Cunningham that released right before the game. Uh, a lot of people have been floating him as like a potential sleeper in this quarterback class. So I, I dove into the 2019 film, and I mean, look, there are some throws that he makes that are very impressive. He's got a nice arm. Ball jumps out of his hands. It looks pretty. He's a great athlete. He can run. He's going to pick up scramble yards. He's good on design runs. That's good and dandy. I, I just, I mean, there's zero mental processing of all involved in his game in that Louisville offense. And, like, I'm not sure if he, like, can't do it. I'm not saying that he can't do it. I just don't know because, like, the Louisville offense is just, you know, jet sweeps and, and you know, option plays and design quarterback runs. Every throw is pretty much – scripted you know he basically just goes line to scrimmage he picks his best one-on-one battle and then he throws the ball and, and that's a valuable trait to have and i wrote about it in the story but um yeah look miami's defense came after him they pressured him they forced him into tough situations he didn't look good um and, and the conclusion that i came to uh, after his film is that he's about two years away for me I, I think he's like a 2022 guy i don't think we should be talking about him for 2021 i just don't think that he's anywhere near ready where he needs to be and he has you know, he gets a free year of eligibility this year, and then he has his Richard senior season as well. So uh, interesting guy. Keep an eye on him. Good athlete, good arm, but we're not there yet. Um, Tutu Atwell is interesting. I-, I didn't love him in summer scouting. I just think that, you know, we're getting to a point now where, like, I think Atwell is going to be interesting because, you know, Marquise Brown, first-round pick out of Oklahoma, right? Dude's, like, what, 5'9", you know? And, and, like, but, like, Atwell might be, like, 5'7". Like, he might be shorter than me. And that's when you start to get into like, I don't know if you can play in the NFL, like height, like legitimately. Like I know we said that people said that about Baker Mayfield. People said that about breeze, Russell Wilson. We heard it about Marquise Brown. And I know like we just keep having this be proved wrong, but I feel like at some point there's gotta be like a threshold of height and like Atwell worries me. Also his hands are small too. Like he fumbled a lot on film and you know, but look, he's really fast. This is the type of player like, schematically the teams are looking for this is a a, a Tyreek Hill type player you know in that mold not comparing him to Tyreek Hill at all but the same what? type of mold the same type of mold of player I know Saray I'm sorry you had to let me finish my sentence <laughs> it's that's the same he'll have the same role as far as he's going to stretch the defense he's going to run jet sweeps you know he's going to be a guy who's going to you know alert the defense and then try and pull safeties to one side of the field and they're going to flip matchups to the other side of the field and try and get one-on-one matchups that's going to be his type of role i'm not comparing him to tyree kill um man the louisville defense i thought i i don't even know what to say man like the, the two plays in the the beginning of the second half i think it was right where they went two straight plays miami goes 75 yards down the field on one play and they blew two coverages i mean what what are you doing like i it, i i just don't understand how people get that wide open uh and we might talk about the, the dolphins game later the dolphins let people wide open but like man the the one touch the second one the second touchdown might have been the most wide open touchdown i've ever seen in my entire life so um i will not be watching a single louisville defensive prospect this year I, I have completely oh, axed that team off of my list. I'm going to watch the offense. Uh, the running back looks good. Javion Hawkins. Javion Hawkins, yeah. Yeah, I wrote his name down when I was watching Cunningham. Uh, we talk about juice a lot on this show. My man's got the juice. He's got uh, it. He's fast. He's, he is fast. Um, I want to say so something. Keep, 
before you keep going, yeah. sorry to cut you off. Go. But Go. I wrote an article before that game, and I mentioned some prospects to watch, and Davion Hawkins was on the list. I want to send out a formal apology to that man. When I watched his 2019 film, I thought that he lacked the physicality to keep continuously run through tackles, push the pile, and, you know, just I thought he lacked the leg drive. He broke a lot of tackles on Saturday, man, a lot. He's a smaller yeah. back, speedster, man, but he, he shut me up. So shout out to him. Um, and Tutu Atwell, he reminds me of Tavon Austin. Right? I, I get vibes of Tavon oh, Austin. Yeah, okay. that's, that's, that's who I see in Tutu Atwell. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's fair. I, I can't really argue with that. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, yeah, so stick. Uh, moral of the story, stick to the Louisville offense, guys. The, the defense ain't it. Um, no. You don't need to watch the defense. Uh, but they have, they have some fun skill position players. Des Fitzpatrick's another receiver out there. He's more of like your prototypical possession guy. I don't think he does anything particularly fantastic, but he's got decent speed, good hands. He's okay at the catch point. He's probably like a fifth, sixth round type pick at this point, a day three player, I think. Um, just an all around, like, you know, he's okay. Um, so watch Louisville offense if you haven't. I know they struggled against Miami, but there, there's a lot of speed, and, that, and that's what the NFL is looking for. So they're interesting. Check them out. Skip the defense. They suck. There we go. Uh, do you guys got anything else to add on uh, any college football games that intrigued you, or uh, do you guys want to get into the pros? I just want to mention um, one last thing. Um, Boston College's tight end, Hunter Long, Hunter Long, is a good football player. He's a dude. Uh, he was, yeah, he was my runner-up for stock up this week. Um he is he might be the best tight end in the ACC. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, I know. I know. Uh, Brevin, you and close. Corey. Oh, no. Dude, long, long ah. can block. Uh, he, he blocks can. and he, he can, can catch. And he like, can. look, I don't have him over Brevin Jordan yet. I'm not there yet. I'm just saying. Hunter Long, there's a conversation. Uh, really good athlete, smooth route runner, great hands, great at the catch point. Good size. He can block. I'm not putting him over Brevin Jordan yet. I'm not there. Brevin Jordan played fantastic last night, or not last night, Jesus. Um, Saturday. On Saturday. Wow. <laughs> yeah. um, on Saturday. The days are off here, Dante. <laughs> the coffee. The I'm coffee. Lost. <laughs> the coffee went to my head. Um, but yeah, I'm not ready to put Hunter Long over Brevin Jordan yet. Uh, but he's very good. He's probably like T4. I, I, I think he's a really good player. So uh, watch him if you haven't as well. After that, though, I'm good. We, we can talk some NFL. All right. Um, I didn't even tell you guys I was doing this, but it's it's appropriate. It's time to talk some NFL. 
between that sound and Red Zone kicking off, there was no better feeling on a Sunday morning. It is the best thing in the world, dude. Seriously. You you guys are AFC fans, so that's why I did it for you guys. This is what I'm used to. (laughs) Yeah. There we go. Either way, it's back, baby. I'm happy to have some professional football to watch. Exactly, and no man. COVID positives, man. That teach NFL, man, they actually took it serious and finding coaches for not wearing masks. They had actually taken the proper, you know, protocols to get stuff done. You have uh, proved me wrong, completely wrong. Me too. If you, if you guys told me this about a month from now, like a, a month before, I would have never believed you that we'd be week into the NFL, te- week two into the NFL season without any COVID, you know, it's positive. Great stuff, man. It's Pops it's great. All around. Props to everybody, honestly. So uh, I want to talk about some of these NFL games. I want to get into the game on Thursday night, which was I ended up being a pretty entertaining game. The Ohio battle versus the Cincinnati Bengals and and the Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns ended up winning this game 35-30. to 30, But I want to talk about the number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, man. He looked good. I mean, he threw over 60 passes in that game, which was insane, insane to me. But I want to start off with Dante, uh, you know. What'd you take away from Joe Burrow in his first or second game? I mean, look, I, I don't know if I can ask for much more from the kid <laughs> at this point. I mean, he he had a couple rookie moments where he ran himself into a sack, where he, you know, maybe threw a ball that he shouldn't have. But I I don't know how much more I can ask from a player who I I mean might be the only good player on the team. <laughs> I like I just and like that's a total exaggeration, right? Like, but Man, they are just – the Bengals are, are not a good football team. And Joe Burrow carried them. It, look, there, you should never be in a situation at all where your number one overall pick has to throw 60 passes. Like, no. that, that is just not something that should be happening. And for Joe Burrow to handle that as well as he did with the composure that he did and perform as well as he did was just so, so impressive. So I was blown away by Joe Burrow, honestly. I, I thought he was fantastic. He had a couple of moments where, you know, obviously he could have did something better. But, I mean, that one ball that he placed on the sideline up over the linebacker's head and in between the safety, it was coming downhill. That was one of the best throws that we had all weekend. Um, absolutely fantastic. His composure, his accuracy, his decision-making, I thought was really good overall. Um, he put up the numbers. I mean, he kept the Bengals in the game. Nice backdoor cover there at the end. I, I he's got the whole package, but my goodness, we got to get him somebody to like get him a blocker, just one, a yeah. single blocker would be. Bobby cool. Hart is not cutting it at right tackle. Yeah, Bobby Hart's him. terrible. He's bad. He had a he's replacement bad. in it, uh, right guard. I forget his name, but he was. He might be the. That might have been the worst right guard performance I've ever seen in my life. I, it was just. <laughs> It was horrible. And, and and you know, the Browns defensive line is solid. Miles Garrett's a great player. I get it. But, like, oof. And A.J. Green looked washed. Um, oh, he did yes. not look good. He did not look good at all. But, man, I thought Joe Burrow was fantastic. Uh, deliberate decision-making. Showed off what arm talent he has. Great mobility. Created plays. Kept them in the game. I, I don't know how you can be anything but impressed with Joe Burrow, man. He, he was great. Didn't AJ Green have like 13 targets in that game? Had like three catches. <laughs> three catches. Yeah. It was terrible. Yeah. And it, they were drops too. A couple of them yeah. in the hands. Yeah. And, he, and he just didn't bring them in. And I just, he did not look like the same player, man. I, I really hope he turns it on at some point because I they, they are just, they don't have a ton of weapons. They really don't. And they, yeah. they need AJ Green to be productive. Yeah, but as far as Burrow, man, I mean, I know it's only week two, and I don't want to over-exaggerate here, but he just shows you, like, that it factor that he could be – he's going to be a very good player in the league. Like, he just has that poise. 
Like he's already calm. Like he doesn't he does like you mentioned already. Like he doesn't make that many rookie mistakes already. Like he just plays almost like a veteran already. Like he looked more poised at moments than Baker Mayfield out there in year three. You know, watching the two in that game. Like I thought he looked better than Baker Mayfield, even though the Browns won the game. But Burrow, man, I mean, he's showing me I mean, I haven't seen such a poised rookie out of that quarterback position in like years. I can't even think of another one in the last couple of years who you know shown that poise and just looked that confident in the first couple of weeks to the season and in a very sh- shitty situation as well cincinnati is an awful situation it's a trash fire right now but burrows man he, i mean he, he has that impact like i mentioned man. i just think he's gonna be such a good player in this league once you start to build around him and uh we've mentioned this off air man I, th- I think the Bengals need to tank again and go get penny sewell <laughs> please do it please he fits do in it, like man. a glove he fits in like a glove on that team I don't know. Um, I, I'm excited to see what he can do, man. I'm just glad he's on the NFC. So <laughs> what about you, Sir? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll make it quick here. But, uh, I man, Burrow would look good. I uh, thought Baker Mayfield had a solid performance, minus that one horrible decision he made. Uh, something worth noting, Zach Taylor runs a lot of the, uh, you know, play styles and offenses that Burrow ran at LSU. So, you know, him getting used to the offense is not that hard. You can kind of still just – the raw concepts, it's the same type of stuff. Obviously, less talent there, but, you know, he's it's understanding. Six, like you said, man, <laughs> 16 less pass attempts a game ain't going to cut it. And the Tigers, dude, brother. I mean, th- oh, I'm just saying man. that, dude, if you look at what Burrow played with compared to Cincinnati, man, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I mean, God, it's it's, it's horrible, dude. It's bad. Who's uh, his number one wideout? Tyler Boyd? <laughs> Tyler Boyd, AJ Green, right? Uh, you, Boy, you're Boyd's tight a good player, but, like, Boyd I like Boyd the top 25 the ball that much. No, I don't, like I don't understand. That was uh, weird too. Tight end, uh, was it? Uh, what's his last name? CJ. Uh, Uzo, Uzo, man. Yeah, he he gets hurt, right? He was targeting him a lot in the game, but uh, true sample. <laughs> true sample, yeah, right now. But he I mean, like Joe seven Mixon catches. He, he did. did. <laughs> Mixon's got to get more touches, and they got to find a way to, uh, to to protect your investment. It's the number one quarterback we're talking about here, man. If he keeps getting hit like that, he may not make it through the season. Seriously. Yeah. All right, uh, the next game I got on my list, and it's uh, it's my team. Uh, it's the Lions versus the Packers. <laughs> uh, the Packers beat the Lions 42-21 in Lambeau, the first game at Lambeau this year, and it was very odd to see no fans in that stadium. So uh, there's that. Uh, I guess I could talk briefly about this game. <laughs> Somebody get the violin out for this, man. Please, uh, yeah. will you? I'll keep it short and simple for this game. I mean – the defense, the defense is just a disaster. Like it's been the last three years since uh, Matt Patricia's been hired uh, to be the head coach of the Detroit Lions. I mean, it's just the same stuff that we've seen from 2018 oh, to uh, to 2020. It's 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 really sad. I mean, we had a rookie out there, Jeff Okuda, making his debut game, and they left him on an island like he was Deion Sanders. Like, uh, you want you want me to tell you what our cornerback room was in that game going into? We had Jeff Okuda. We had Amani Warrior, who was a second-year, fifth-round pick, and Daryl Roberts was our nickel corner because our nickel corners hurt. So it, it didn't matter. I mean, the Lions said we're going to run the same personnel because that's all we know how to do. So I don't know. The Lions' defense is a joke. Matthew Stafford hasn't looked very sharp. I mean, this is going to be a very long year for Detroit. It's just looking like it. We got Arizona and New Orleans next week, in the next upcoming week. So, as Therese said, cue the violin. So, that's all I got. 
Man, listen, I, I don't want to harp too much on Okuda uh, getting toasted. It's week one coming off an injury. Your first game against arguably one of the best route runners in the league. You're going to struggle. So this is a man corner. This is what he did at Ohio State. He's going to no safety help. This is something he's going to get used to, right? Slate's gone. You've got to take over that role. Yeah. So either, man, toughen up. Man, it's it's going to be a long year for those dudes, man. You've got to see Devontae Adams twice. you got Thielen over there twice. Uh, Allen Robinson's no slouch. So you're seeing some really good, talented receivers. Hell, the receivers on his roster that he's going against practice aren't, aren't slouches either. So he, it's going to take some time for him to get used to. But, uh, man, the team at Aaron Rodgers is, man, he, he's playing like a dude with his hair on fire. He's tired of being disrespected, and he's showing it. I think the Packers are a team to be reckoned with. Uh, they didn't look this explosive last year at all. They often struggled to put up points. If the Packers are scoring like this, with the way the NFC looks, with the 49ers being hurt everywhere, I don't see a team early. I know it's early, but the, they may be the favorite to come out the NFC right now. Yeah, I mean, them in Seattle right now. I don't, I don't want to go too deep in Seattle, but Seattle looks very good right now as well. But, yeah, no, I, speaking on Rodgers' part, I mean, yeah, he looks comfortable, man. I mean, he had all the time in the pocket, though. I, I mean, his offensive line has been holding up. I don't know if that's just – bad pass rush from the teams he's played so far. I mean, Minnesota was missing Daniel Hunter week one. And then you guys know the choice pass rush. It's just been bad for the last, since I've been a fan. So <laughs> I don't think, or I can't say that we had a good pass rush in 2014, but you know, regardless, we've been a very bad pass rush team for a while. So, uh, I mean, we'll see when, you know, you play some better teams. I mean, Minnesota's banged up right now. Detroit sucks. So Elton um, Jenkins is a player, man. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. was going to be my comment. I was yeah. going to take a victory lap on, on, yeah. <laughs> on my Jenkins. Please do, man. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, top 35 player for me coming out. Uh, I think he was like interior O-line two. And uh, my man was such a good interior O-lineman that they said, we're going to play you at left tackle. And it's and, working. Uh, it turns out he's good at left tackle as well. So, um, or I think he's right tackle actually. Left tackle, um, right tackle's uh, Rick left Wagner. Tackle? Left tackle's Rick Wagner, oh, or right yeah, tackle's I mean, Rick Wagner. Okay, perfect. I'll take it then. Um, yeah. So Wait, Jenkins. Did David Bakatari just retire? Oh, <laughs> I'm tripping. I'm yeah, tripping. I'm, I'm tripping. Wait, no, no, wait. Because Wagner was playing tackle on Sunday. Maybe so was David Jenkins hurt? back in because of an injury. Someone was hurt um, on the Packers offensive line. Anyway. Jenkins played tackle week one. I think he was guard yeah. week two. Yes, because what Rick Wagner is. Yeah. Okay, there you go. All right, so all right. Jenkins is listed as a guard. I don't care. I'm going back to taking my victory <laughs> left. Top 30 player. He's a great guard. He played one game at left tackle, and he was good, damn it. And I'm taking my victory lap. We can move all on right. next game. Let's do it. All right. Uh, next game I got on this list is another NFC North team, Chicago Bears versus the New York Giants. I mean, the more sad news in that game was Saquon Barkley tearing his ACL in that game and will be out for the remainder of the season. Uh, For your fantasy owners, that sucks ass. So uh, the Chicago Bears won this game 17-13. Start off with Dante on this one. What you guys say about the Chicago Bears or the New York Giants? (laughs) Look, man, I don't have a lot to say here. Um, uh, You know, (laughs) prayers go out to my boy Saquon. Um, I own two non-Dolphins jerseys. Saquon's is one of them. I, I love that. But, you know, he's my top overall prospect ever. I loved him at Penn State. I still love him. Uh, I hope the Giants trade him so he can play for a good football team. Um, but here's – I think – man, this is such a tough one, man, because, like, I still don't think Trubisky's good. <laughs> and it's just, like – it's tough because he's played well the first two weeks. And like, I just, I don't believe in him. You know, like I, I just really do not. I, I think he's played two bad teams. Sorry, Tyler. Um, no, it, it's right. just, 
it's just not like he's played two bad secondaries. The the Giants secondary is not good at all. And I, I think that, you know, I, I don't know. It's tough to judge him right now. I, the jury's out on him. But I want to talk about Jalen Johnson, the corner for Chicago, man, impressive. from Utah. Um, I, again, I'm not going to take a victory lap after two games, but uh, that, that is top 40 player, Jalen Johnson, for me. So, um He's been quite, quite good in, in that uh, CB1 spot for the Bears, man. I've been really impressed with him, physicality, uh, PBUs. He's blanketing guys. Um, Daniel Jones, I don't know. I it, I almost feel like the same way about Daniel Jones that I feel with Trubisky. It's just like wow. they, show the, they show these moments of like, ah, uh, the arm talent, the mobility, and then it's just like, you know, they throw into triple coverage, and I just, like, don't even know what they're doing. Or, you know, that's more of a Trubisky thing. For Daniel Jones, it's just fumbling the ball and like, back-to-back plays. You know, it's just, like, they have these, like, boneheaded decisions that just completely bog down the fact that they're very talented. Both guys are talented. It's not a talent problem. It's just that they consistently they just do these stupid-ass things, and they just – and, and and it's a turnover, and it's just not good. So I, they got to be smarter. They got to be better. Props to Trubisky, though. He has played well. I, I know I said I'm not a believer in him, but he has played well. He's beaten the teams that he's supposed to beat. Uh, and if he continues to do that, the Bears have a good defense, I think. They have some playmakers. Allen Robinson, uh, Daryl Morey's a, a late-round pick from Tulane who's playing very well for them right now. Um, I'm a big David Montgomery guy. I know he got hurt. Uh, sadly, another injury. I, I love David Montgomery as well. And that um, he's been good so far. Yeah. So I look, I think the Bears can go places. I, I just I'm not I'm not ready to jump on the Trubisky hype train just yet. Um, the Giants are bad. They'll probably have another top five pick. That, that's all I got. That's all the, I got for that. Oh, game. the Giants. I, I don't know. Why I heard the Bears at first. I was going to say, wow. <laughs> no, uh, no, no, the Giants. Giants. Yeah. Bears, Bears might be all right. They might finish second in that division, honestly, just by the fact that the Vikings and Lions are not yeah. playing well at all. Huh? Yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, I mean, the Bears' offense is still a big question mark to me. I don't think they've played a very good defense yet in these first two weeks. You know, that offensive line is still not great to me. Mitch Trubisky's not good to me yet. The run game is not there for me yet either. I know Montgomery's had two solid games. Uh, I believe he averaged five week one, and he averaged five again this week. So that's good numbers, but... I don't know, man. I just need to see more from this team to to really buy into the Chicago Bears. Defense has never been a problem for me with the Bears. I've always thought they had a top ten defense, and you know, we stick a good offense with that. I mean, that's a scary team, but um, I'm just not bought in with this offense yet. I don't think they've done enough to to be considered a good offense yet. So I want to see more of this Chicago Bears team. And, you know, if they if they continue to slip through and win some more games, then maybe I could be a believer in that this defense could carry them. But um, I believe this is really an offensive league. You know, at this point in the NFL, so I think defenses are a lot more difficult to carry in the NFL than in offense. But I mean, this defense is hell of impressive. I'm not going to lie. So uh, I mean, that's it. I mean, like you mentioned, the Chicago Bears have played two very bad teams so far. So that's all I really got on it. What about you, Surrey? Uh, well, I think the Bears are the most flukiest two and O team in the league right now. They should easily be one and one. I'll take it a step further. I don't think Trubisky has played well. I think he's played okay. Um, he's played good enough to keep his team in games. I think um, he's shown the talent there, but he's also shown why they're, they're you know, not picking up his fifth-year option. 
Um, so I, I don't know if he's played in. It's early, right? It's two weeks in. I don't know if he's played you know early enough or good enough this early to, to talk about what his future holds in Chicago. But um, Daniel Jones, man, I thought he looked good week one against Pittsburgh, and then you know this past weekend against Chicago, it you just don't know what you're getting, man. I think think they're all in on Daniel Jones unless they are that horrible and Trevor Lawrence is there. You you, you draft Trevor Lawrence and you trade Daniel Jones immediately. Um, but other than that, man, I, I don't know, man. I, I two two teams. I think the Bears are average. The Bears are going to be second in division just because division is bad. Minnesota sucks. Detroit's not any good right now. Um, you guys think Minnesota is not going to pick it up? No, no. Uh, we'll, 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 we'll get we'll, we'll get into that. We can get yeah. into that. But, um, Moving on. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, let's get into this next game, and this might have been the game of the week, and maybe the Dallas Cowboys game of their last generation. <laughs> um, Cowboys, man. Uh, how, about the, how about them Cowboys? I hate the Cowboys, so this really hurts me saying this, but how about them Cowboys? Uh, dude. Big oh, comeback geez. victory against the – who else would it be? The Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> man, listen. Dan Quinn needs to go. He should have been yeah. fired like yesterday. Yeah. Um, when, you, when, when you're up, well, they were up, and I've seen some crazy stat teams who scored over, like, I think teams who scored 39 points and didn't have a turnover were 440-0 and 0 until the Falcons did what they did and just self-destructed. Um, you force all these turnovers, man. Uh, man, you're scoring points. You're up big, you know, and at this point, you just got to coast, right? You just got to go down there, man, kick field goals and just keep getting points, right? It's not that hard to keep a lead in the NFL, man. Uh, something about the Dan Quinn, man. He's a great coach, great guy. He, man, the, I think he's still around because the players gravitate to him. He has the locker room and control, ownership. Love. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But man, my, my man, if you ain't producing results, it's time to move on. And that's what's happening. Um, coaching. Okay. Onside kick. There's oh, rules Lord. to football that you should know, right? And this is the type of shit that gets special teams coordinators fired. You have a right to go grab the ball. You don't have to wait for it to roll 10 yards, my man. You yeah, can go pick bad. it up. And that's that, dude. That's coaching, right? A Bill Belichick team doesn't do that. A Pete Carroll team doesn't do that. Teams who have legit coaches aren't letting stuff like that happen. We're well coached, we're well prepared. So when that time happens, hey, go recover the ball. Miami did the same thing against Louisville. For whatever reason on Saturday, these dudes don't know how the rules of football. But come on, that's that's just stupid. Fire Dan Quinn. Eric Bieniemy would be a good fit there. A lot of stuff to work with offensively he'd like, but yeah, Dan Quinn has to go. The Falcons are they, – they suck. I'm sorry. They, they suck. Do you guys think it's time for the reset button in Atlanta? Like as far as like rebuilding like completely? Like I mean I'm, I'm saying like trade Matt Ryan and like click the whole reset button. I mean like everything. Um, that's tough, man, because like the offense is good. 
You know, like they, they've put up points in both games that they played this year. Matt Ryan still looks like he's a legitimate quarterback in the league. Julio Jones, a great player. They're getting great production from Calvin Ridley. You know, the, the running game, I think, is honestly, and, and again, like, I, I think we probably are all, like, running backs don't matter, people. But, like, at, at some point, the reason the Falcons can't close games is because they can't run the ball when they need to run the ball. There are points in a game when you're up where, you know, you have to go to a, a six-minute offense and run the and run the clock out, and they can't do it because they're not moving people up front with the offensive line. And, you know, Todd Gurley just isn't getting it done in the first two weeks. So I think that, man, it's tough. I, I think – honestly i i don't know i think maybe i'd hit the reset button honestly it's hard just because they're probably gonna end up you know i think they're probably still gonna end up like eight and eight honestly at the end of the year like i i really because they they honestly could be two and oh right now you know if if they if they understood how onside kick works they'd at least be one and one so i i don't think that we'd even be having this conversation maybe we'd just be kind of talking about uh, how they almost blew that lead right so I agree. I think Dan Quinn should be gone. Um, but man, it's tough because they're they're in such a weird position where like they have so much talent, but they just seem stuck in purgatory at the same time. And it's that's what it's I'm just saying. Hard. Like, do you, it's do you, hard. Do you just keep do you keep keep Matt Ryan and like keep trying to build around him? He's 35 years old. I mean, does another regime want? I mean, I, I look at it like this. I mean, would another regime coming in? Let's say hypothetically, Dan Quinn is gone, which probably will happen very soon. Um, Hypothetically, I mean, a new regime is most likely going to want their guy. I look at the same situation in Detroit right now with Matthew Stafford. I mean, do the Detroit Lions try to build around Matthew Stafford again for the fourth time with a new brand new regime? I just don't see it happening. And I'm kind of seeing the same situation kind of coming to Atlanta a little bit right now. I don't know. My point would be, uh, I don't know how much, how many, how much uh, money is left on Matt Ryan's deal and how long the contract length is. I don't know when that deal was up. But there is a man who will be a free agent next year who's going to be worth a lot of money. And I don't know what Atlanta's cap situation looks like. But uh, this is a roster who's kind of built to win now, right? They're not in a super rebuild, you know, mode. They've got talent. They can, you know, that's a playoff team if they, if they can, you know, be, be better coached. Go get Dak Prescott, right? Don't try to tank and, and, wow. and wait for these quarterbacks to come out of the draft Realistically, the Falcons, man, if they... You think, if Dak's, they, you think Dak's going to get out of Dallas? Dude, I have a feeling he's going to be the next Kirk Cousins, right? Where, and not, uh-huh. not, not, not talent-wise, but just in terms of contract situation where Dallas is hesitant for some reason to give him the deal he deserves. And Dak wanted something more short-term, right? He wanted a three- or four-year deal. They wanted a five-year deal, right? He wants more flexibility. Uh, I I just have a weird feeling that what what's taking so long for Dallas to get it done is what worries me, right? Which makes me think there's some type of something going on behind doors where maybe they, the two sides will never agree and he can leave in free agency. I mean, I'm not Ian Rappaport here. I ain't trying to break no damn news, but this is something I'd like to see. Um, dude, go go get you a quarterback. Rat Ryan's getting older. He's still talented, man, but you're wasting Julio Jones' prime. Um, he's been to one Super Bowl. They ain't won shit since he's been there. Dan Quinn is a good guy, man, but he's 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 one of those guys. He's, he's just a defensive coordinator. He's not built to be a head coach, and that's fine, right? Rex Ryan was that type of guy. He's just a defensive coordinator. You're not built to be a head coach. It just depends on who you are, man, right? You can go back to Seattle, run the defense, and you know, live happy ever after. But in terms of running that team, it's time for him to move on. There's a lot of head coaches on the market, you know, that that could really take that team to the next level. So, so you think Atlanta's closer than 
maybe than me and Dante are assuming right now. I, I don't I don't think they're okay. When I said when now, I don't think oh this is playoffs, Super Bowl calendar, but I think there's pieces to work with that can at least win nine to ten games, right? I think that's doable in a division that's really not that good right now, still right? Tampa Bay. They're old. Struggling. Yeah, they're <laughs> old, right? So that's the thing. I, I don't know, you gotta figure out what you want to do. You still need some pass rush, right? The secondary is still shaky. Offensive line is in. Todd Gurley is Todd Gurley, right? So there's some pieces they can plug and play them. And that, man, that's, man, you got to draft well and you got to, you know, figure out what to do, man. Because this team is it easily could be a nine and seven, ten and sixteen, but you know, you, you see eight and eight and five and eleven on other base on other Sundays. It just depends on you know what team you're watching, man. That's fair. Okay. Um, let's get into our next game, and uh, this is the Tennessee Titans versus the Jacksonville Jaguars, where the Tennessee Titans pulled out a close game versus the Jags and won a game 33-30. to And the Jags, man, the last first two weeks of the season, they've been better than I would assume. You know, this was a team that people assume would have been the worst team in football, and, you know, the Jags won week one versus the Colts, with a team I thought could be pretty solid. And they go out and play a very competitive game versus the AFC, the team that made the AFC Championship game. Um, a team that we both, or we all thought was overrated, the Titans. But they played a competitive game versus them. So uh, start off with Dante on this. What's your thoughts on either of these teams? Yeah, I mean, I think we we might have to eat crow on both of these teams. All three, all three of us. We all like we used the Jacksonville Jaguars as a punching bag all off season. Yeah. All of us were down on the Titans. Uh, Ryan Tannehill looks fantastic, which makes me – I don't they feel things. Uh, I, I, like, as a Dolphins fan, like, it's just weird to see him be this good. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the Titans, they have a good defense. Ryan Tannehill's balling out. They've got A.J. Brown. You know, Corey Davis looks like he's alive. Johnny Smith's a really underrated tight end. Like, you know, I, I think maybe we just – we're a little bit low on the Titans. I think we, you know, we just assumed that they were going to run back the same thing. And it seems like they're, you know, letting Ryan Tannehill throw the ball around the yard a little bit. And, you know, we're only two weeks into the season, but so far it looks pretty good. Um, so, and then for Jacksonville, Jacksonville significantly better uh, than I thought they would be. Uh, you know, we kind of pegged them as a the team that, you know, probably would end up having the first pick in the draft, but, um, I don't know if they're going to, I don't know if that's where they're going to be. They might end up, you know, six, seven wins this year, just given how well they've played through two weeks. Again, I know it's early, but you know, they, they do have some young talent. I like Juwan Taylor at, uh, at left tackle. And look, we got to talk about Gardner Minshew, man. Gardner Minshew has been really good. Uh, yes. he's been accurate, deliberate with his decisions. Um, you know, he's always been, you know, this kind of like skittish pocket mover He's able to create throwing windows and different things like that. So you know, I think, honestly, all of us need to eat crow on both of these teams right now, at least. It's early. We might end up being right in the long run. Jacksonville might collapse. I'm hoping that happens this Thursday. But um, <laughs> the sunshine, uh, the sunshine yeah, battle. Yeah, well, <laughs> sunshine we, state battle. Get, we can talk about the Dolphins. I have a rant for the Dolphins later. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, we honestly, both of these teams are better than we expected them to be. This was a fun football game. Um, I'm happy for Ryan Tannehill. I'm happy for Gardner Minshew. I, I think Jacksonville has to be careful, though, that, that they don't end up in quarterback purgatory, you know, where it's like, is Gardner Minshew the dude? I don't know. He's making an interesting case, though. He's making a significantly better case than I thought he would. Um, so that's a conversation that we're going to have to have all draft season, I'm assuming. And it's a conversation that the Jaguars are going to have internally, especially if Gardner Minshew keeps playing at this level, man, because he's been quite good. 
How about yourself, sir? What do you think about this game or either of these teams? My man, Ryan Fitzpatrick and Gardner Minshew got some beef already. We talking about the beard, <laughs> arguing with the stash. Man, I seen, I seen the tweets going around, man. Nah, dude, seriously, uh, the power of the stash, man. Minshew can play. There's no doubt in the talent, man. Listen, you got to... Uh, you really got to watch what you do here, right? He's on a rookie deal. He's very cheap. He's a super late-round pick. Do you try to go get some pieces within the next, you know, well, I, man, I don't know what you do. I don't know. That's hard, man. There's not a lot of receivers on that team that really, you know, I like DJ Chark, but that's about it. Um, Jawan Taylor's really coming into his own. I know people were low on him because of the knee, man, but my man is playing really good this year. Um, he could have been a first round pick, man, if he was healthy. Yeah, I had a first round pick on him, dude. And then, I know, thought he could, I mean, yeah. me too. <laughs> I thought he could potentially have been a top 15 player at one point. The teams were scared of the knee, man. I get it. But, yeah. listen, I, I don't know what you do, man. If you're in the position, again, it's early, right? And if you're in the position where Trey Lance is available, Justin Fields, Trevor Lawrence, got to take him, right? And, hell, if, if, if one thing I've seen here, and we'll get to it later, is it's it's okay to sit your, your quarterbacks, man. If they need to sit, if, even if it's a game, two games, just it's okay to sit and not be the guy right away. That helps a lot. It worked for Patrick Mahomes. Um, it, who knows? It may work for Herbert, whatever the situation is. But there, uh, it may, I, I really hope it works for Tua because I'm a huge Tua guy, man. He was QB one before the injury. Um, I really hope it works out for those dudes, man. But who knows, man? If you, if, it's early, like we said, if they if they just go on a, a spree and lose games, and the quarterbacks there, you take them and then you build around them. You spend some money in free agency, um, right? You have the draft capital to get the guys you need, right? Receiver help, offensive liners. There's ways that. I have I have more faith in Jacksonville over Trevor Lawrence than I do the Jets. I'll say that, which is weird because we didn't have this. We, I mean, we thought Jacksonville was the was the bad spot this offseason. You know, yeah. that, in summertime, we we're like, that's a spot that we don't want to see Trevor Lawrence land. And you know, now we're talking differently. I mean, they're they're playing competitive, man. I give them props, yeah. man. They're 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 playing fun. I mean, they're having fun. They're not getting killed. Like I thought, this would be a, a laughing stock. I thought. This would be the team that we saw from the Dolphins the first couple weeks last year. No offense, Dante, but like the team they gave up like almost sixty points to uh, to the Ravens yeah. <laughs> week, week one. So um, yeah, man, they've they've been surprising. And then same as the Titans, man. I mean, as of right now, I mean they've played in some close games so far, but they're playing better, and that that goes on with Ryan Tannehill. They're giving him more trust in the ball than just handing it off to Derrick Henry. So uh, kudos to them. Uh, Tennessee, man. I mean. That might be the team to win the division this year out of that South. I mean, that South is very sus right now. The Texans haven't looked very good. I mean, they've played very tough teams so far. And then um, uh, the, the Colts. I mean, the Colts are tricky, man. I just don't know what to think about the Colts this year. Uh, but we'll get into that. So let's get into the, the Colts and Vikings game now. The, the Colts won this game 28-11. to 11, And I'll start off with Saray, man. What's going on with the Vikings here? This was a team uh, that Kirk you Cousins thought that could maybe uh, be a Super Bowl team. I did, and I will be the first to tell you I was wrong. Uh, <clears throat> um, excuse me. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, Kirk Cousins just doesn't know how to football. Uh, <laughs> okay. He's just bad at football, man. He played horrible this this weekend, and the entire team just is not responding well. I, mean, I don't know if it's coaching. I don't know what's, what's going on. Uh, as quiet as it's kept, they missed Stephon Diggs, right? We all gave Stephon Diggs crap. You want to go from Kirk Cousins to Josh Allen? Oh, he's not inaccurate down the field. Josh Allen is doing wonders with Stephon Diggs, man. And Kirk Cousins has just, you know, regressed. Uh, my man, Justin Jefferson, we spent the first round pick. Can we get my man some targets? Can we get him some catches? I dropped him uh, fantasy today. 
Yeah, dude, smart move because he ain't doing nothing. <laughs> um, I don't know what's going on there, man. The defense has hurt. Anthony Barr is out for the year. Um, we talked about the Dale Hunter earlier. Unique in Gokwe, man. Um, he, he'll come into his own. It's early. But the overall, man, 0-2, I don't want to overreact too much. But at the same time, I kind of do. They just look like a bad football team, dude. It's all it was. And then shout out to Jonathan Taylor, man, um, coming in there, getting his first 100-yard uh, game and winning the game. I think the Colts are... I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I think they're still a solid team. So that was, this was fun to watch. It's, just, it's crazy to me how bad the Vikings have played in two weeks, to be honest. Yeah. The Vikings are one of those teams I can maybe see in, like, just going a big winning streak and, like, flip this whole season around. I wouldn't be shocked by it. Um, but it, it's going to it's gonna be different. I don't know, man. The Vikings been been different this year. I mean, their defensive line, I mean, they just look completely lost right now without Everson Griffin and Neil Hunter on IR. I mean, they look completely lost with that. Their DBs, I mean, I expected this. I mean, they, they're starting two rookies right now in Glandy and Cam Dantzler. I knew that was going to be rough from when I heard that. When they uh, released Rhodes, they let Trey Waynes walk, Mackenzie Alexander walk. I just knew that was going to be a disaster, and they – didn't put any emphasis in fixing that DBs or that cornerback room besides in the draft. So I knew this year would have been rough on that, especially when you don't have a, when you're not getting pressure on the quarterback as well. So that doesn't help without Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter. But I don't know, man. The Vikings still have a good offense where I could see them, you know, turning it around. I still think Delvin Cooks is, is a top running back in the league. I think Justin Jefferson could be involved in this offense and, you know, maybe be uh, Stephon Diggs esque. Uh, a broke man version of him. If they can get him more involved, that'll be interesting to see. But Vikings right now look very bad the first two weeks. I mean, there's no arguing that. It's nice to see as a Lions fan, even though it doesn't matter for us anymore. But it's it's different. So uh, I wouldn't be shocked, though, if the Vikings could turn around. And then as far as the Colts, I mean, this was the team I actually picked to win the division this year. I don't know if that's going to happen, but this is the team I actually picked to win the division. I just like that team. I just like the talent they have around Philip Rivers. But Philip Rivers, I mean, uh, I should have just listened to Saray. He he got to watch him for a while. Uh, Sixteen <laughs> years, but he just he looks dead out there. But they have so much talent around him. Like they have a great offensive line. The run game is, I think, is gonna be an effective run game. I know it's still early. They lost Marlon Mack, but Jonathan Taylor looks like he's legit. So. They have talent, but that defense blows, and then Philip Rivers, man, he, he's just a noodle at this point, man. So uh, I might have to regret picking that. I mean, that was my surprise team this year, them and the Browns. So um, I might be wrong on both. So we'll see. But what about you, Dante? Yeah, I'll be brief. Um, the, the Vikings, their identity is defense and running the football. Um, neither of those things are going too hot right now, so they're not playing well. Um you know, we could sit back and, and chastise Kirk Cousins all we want, but, you know, I don't really, like, he was never supposed to carry this team. That's not how they're built. That was never how they're built. You know, he's supposed to be a game manager, which uh, obviously he's not doing. And But still, um, they are just a hot mess right now. I also picked them as a potential Super Bowl contender, so I'll eat crow there. Um, I was not high on the Colts, though, um, so I feel a little bit vindicated on that approach, but... Um, yeah, I don't, Phillip Rivers, man, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like the Colts will figure it out. I, I do. I, I still think they'll be like an eight, nine win team. Uh, they just like, they just look a little discombobulated right now. Just off, off key, off timing. Um, Jonathan Taylor's legit. They might have to do with no preseason as well. 
Yeah, you know, I, I think that there's a lot, you know, that they have to gel. Jonathan Taylor does look legit. That's great. Uh, Michael Pittman Jr., I think, made some plays this weekend, so that was good to see. Um, they've got young talent. I'm not ready to give up on the Colts just yet. Um, but, yeah, the Vikings, man, uh, panic button mode if, if they come out flat again this week. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, if they have a bad first month in general, they they can't find a way to win a game or if they're one and four. Yeah, no, it, it could be panic times, but uh, we'll see, man. I think it's still early for the Vikings. I think they could turn it around. I still think they have a very talented roster. But let's talk about your team now, Dante. The Miami oh, Dolphins versus Lord. the Buffalo Bills. The Bills won this game 31-28. Oh. I'm going to mute my mic. So, Ray, you could do the same thing as well, and let's just let Dante talk. Look, I wrote about this for Dolphins Talk. Okay, look it up. It's a great article. Uh, Fantastic. Okay. Here's the problem with the Dolphins. So they do this thing called run man coverage 100% of the time, right? Cover one, they have one deep safety. Now, the great thing about man coverage, and, and this is the way the, the future of the NFL is going, you want to have these athletes that can cover man coverage. That's great. That's, you know, that's fun. That's dandy. Byron Jones got hurt in the first quarter of this football game, pulled his hamstring, did not come back. I don't think he's going to play Thursday night either. The only man coverage only works if your guys can cover the other guys' athletes. And I know that sounds like absolutely like stupidly obvious. And it is. That's the point I'm trying to make. Man, no Noah Igbenogany could not cover Stefan Diggs. It was not happening the whole game. My man got torched for four quarters and not a single time did brian flores go maybe i should run zone coverage not a single rep in this game did the dolphins run zone coverage and they were getting torched in man for four quarters cole beasley had two plays longer than 20 yards my dude runs stick routes 90 percent of the time and he had 20 yard plays i just i was irate i was up till 3 a.m watching the all 22 and writing my article for this morning which did great and that's fine. I was I was irate. I, I don't understand. They ran one play the entire game with two high safeties, and Bobby McCain fell asleep on his assignment, and John Brown ran right by him for for a game clinch touchdown in a close game. I mean, like, what the hell are you doing? Like, I, I just don't I don't understand. Like, it's just it is just complete coaching ineptitude. I was so mad at this defense sucks. I just I cannot with this team, man. They are just I I I, I I'm sorry. It, it's oh just, God, this game was horrible. The only reason that the Bills had nine pass. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash Boost by Tax Day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Plays go longer than 20 yards, and Josh Allen overthrew three more. They could have had 12. 
12, 12 wow. pass plays longer than 20 yards, dude. I, I cannot. And I, and I wrote this in my article and, and like, and there's not even a lot of analysis that I can bring to the table. Like, what do you want me to say about Stefan Diggs just running away from Noe Benogany on a crossing route? Like he's just faster than him. Like I, I don't know what analysis you want me to provide. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. There's no safety help over the top. No one's in bracket coverage. Jerome Baker pointed at a at a running back and told Kyle Van Noy, "Hey, that's your guy in man coverage." And Kyle Van Noy said, "Okay." And Kyle Van Noy went to cover the guy, and then Jerome Baker went to cover the guy too. So now there's two guys on the running back in the flat. And Josh Allen just says yeet and runs right through the center of the line for 20 <laughs> yards. Like I, like what? I just don't understand the. I this is supposed to be a defensive team. Brian Flores is supposed to be the second coming of of Bill Belichick on the defensive side of the ball. And like, why we what we can't run zone coverage for 20 percent of the snaps. Like I, I just I cannot do this defense trash. I'm they need if they play bad again on Thursday night I'm I just gonna I'm just start covering a new team like they're just not I I cannot with that man and the offense showed some life that's great Mike Kosicki he's fantastic thank God for him he's the only reason we were in the football game but you know the offense the Dolphins offense is a lot like French vanilla ice cream okay it sounds exotic but when you break it down it's really just vanilla ice cream <laughs> <laughs> that's what the Dolphins offense is man that, I love this reference that's what it is. <laughs> You know, they, they ran a nice little throwback screen. That's cute. You're bottom 10 in the league in pre-snap motion. Cool. You know, like what, like, you know, I, I just, Jordan Howard had like three carries for three yards and a touchdown. Uh, apparently he's the third string back now. We're paying him $10 million a year. That's fun. Um, Matt Brady, a year? I, it might, it, it might be like, whatever. He's overpaid. He's the third string back. Not, like, it, it's just. I, no one can get open, and the only person who's a good route runner on the team is Isaiah Ford. I, like I, the offensive line is is fine, you know. Austin Jackson looked good; that's cool. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick has a wet noodle attached to his right shoulder. Um, I just this team, man. They only lost this game by I don't know what, like four points or whatever. And like honestly, they should have lost by like 25 points it was just um not great i'll shut up now josh allen was very good uh but the dolphins are very bad so that that's it i'm done this was a very relatable discussion i mean you i mean you took over the discussion but you know we run a very we run the same exact defense and i shouldn't say it was similar it's the same exact defense that we run in detroit so i felt that to heart and um you guys are only year two into this i'm in my year three of this so this was me last year, actually. So um, that's why I was laughing. It just comes communical at one point. Like if if it, it's gonna come communical to you at one point as well. So um, yeah, I, I was laughing. Like I got to like the second half, and like I'm watching like Dawson Knox slip out of the backfield, and just three guys look at him and decide not to cover him. And yeah, you know that that did make me laugh. Uh, I'm not gonna lie, but I um. God, if, if they if they get thrashed by Gardner Minshew, um, I'm, I might have to skip the podcast next week. Not gonna lie, uh, I'm not gonna lie. This is not a shot to Miami or Jacksonville. But what the hell was the NFL thinking about making that a Thursday night game, a primetime TV game? I don't know. Um, I'm I'm just happy that you know CBS won't have a blackout for this game. So you know, at least at least I get to watch the whole game. You know. Um, but honestly, watching the whole game made me sad. So maybe it was great that the, uh, <laughs> there, there was, was a black out. <laughs> well, there you go. All right. uh, 
I mean, Dante kind of took it. Sorry, do you have anything? I have nothing to add. I'm, I have nothing Dante, to add, man. Dante killed it. We can move Dante, on. I'm, I'm good, man. Oh, my Dante, God. I feel sorry for my man here. He killed that. Um, oh, man, do we even want to talk about this game? The 49ers and Jets? No, move on. No, move on. no, let's just move on. Move the on. The 49ers got banged up. Uh, yeah. The Jets are trash. Yeah. That's okay. it. Move on. Next. Third and 31, uh, you give up a gain of 50. Move on. Oh, on a stretch run play. He yeah, cuts that up. Where's backside contain? Where are you? What are you doing? They suck. They yeah. suck. They deserve to lose every game. Christ. Who's worse, Matt Patricia or Adam Gase? Gase. Adam, Adam Gase. I think Patricia's just a defensive version of Adam yeah. Gase. Yeah, Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Next. <laughs> All right. Um. Rams and Eagles. Rams won this game, 37-19. The Eagles, man, they're in shambles right now. Yeah. Now we, we can be quick them? here. We can be quick here. Uh, Carson Wentz, bad decisions. The offensive line can't block anybody. Uh, the receiving room's a hot mess, and the secondary blows. Okay, go ahead, Saray. Uh, same thing, man. Carson's hurting his team, man. They're driving down the field. You throw a ball in a double coverage, gets picked off. Offensive line sucks. Um, and it looks like the team is just not really messing with him, man. I, I see him walk off the sideline. Nobody's greeting him. Nobody's shaking his hand. Nobody's talking to him. You're not playing while your team doesn't want to talk to you. Uh, the Rams look like they're the same team that got to the Super Bowl a few years ago. Uh, everything's working, man. Everything, they when everything, good. they look really good, man. That's something to really watch out for. But yeah, the, the Eagles are bad right now, early, but it, they're bad. That's another team that we kind of gave some shit to in the offseason in the summertime was the Rams. Jared yeah. Goff is making me eat my words. I'll say it. He's looking good, man. So there's that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jared Goff's job is, is easy as hell when everybody's, you know, wide open. Exactly. Uh, but, but look, I mean, he, he still throws a pretty ball. You know, I was I was I like Jared Goff. So I'm happy that the Rams are playing well. I was a big Sean McVay, Jared Goff guy. But I mean, they're they're just scheming dudes like wide. I mean, they killed wide Mike open. Nolan. They killed Jim Schwartz, who are, I mean, two two in the same mold, really. So. Uh, yeah, we, we, we can move on to the next one. we got to start mowing these games down. Um, yeah, yep. Um, we got Steelers-Broncos. Steelers won this game 26-21. Broncos, another team that suffered a bunch of injuries in this game. Yeah. Drew Locke, Cortland Sutton, man. Uh, that's tough. Uh, probably your two best offensive players. Uh, that's that's tough. Yeah. yeah. They signed Blake Bortles today, so maybe he'll get the job done. <laughs> Jeff yeah. Driscoll, man. He looked solid He looked yesterday. solid. He looked all right. Yeah, yeah he looked, looked okay. No offense, good player. Former Detroit Lion. Um, all right. T- Tampa Bay versus Carolina Panthers. Uh, Tampa Bay won this game 31-17. And uh, Carolina, man, uh, I think this is a team that we kind of expected not to be very good this year, and they're showing it. Hoping and praying that Trevor Lawrence falls into the Carolina Panthers' laps. Uh, a lot of talent over there that he can work with. Uh, man, Joe, uh, Joe Brady and uh, Trevor Lawrence is something to really be scared of. Uh, the team's competing hard, man. Christian McCaffrey goes down with an injury. Tom Brady is, uh, man, threw a dot to LaShawn McCoy in the back of the end zone, and old man dropped it. Uh, Gronk is not looking like him old self, dude. He could have stayed retired if he's going to look like this. Um, yeah, temp- Tampa's still a year away for me. Okay. Um, what about you, Dante? Anything dead on this? No, I think Saray did a pretty good job there. Uh, Gronk looks more like Miami Miracle Gronk than uh, – yeah. Then Super Bowl Gronk. So, uh, yeah, I think we're good. All right. We got Cars versus the football team, and the Cards won this game 30 15. It's still very stupid for me to say the football team, but <laughs> the car, the Cards, man, they, they look legit right now. The Kyler Murray, he's looking like an MVP contender that he's getting that hype before the season. He's looking like that top five quarterback that he was getting around the season. He is that fantasy quarterback that you should have drafted. Um, Kyler Murray's looking legit to me right now. 
And he's he's, wanna, he's faced uh, a phenomenal front so far. I just want to say something, and I can move on. Uh, quick little victory lap. He was QB1 for me. A lot of people didn't mm. know if he was going to play baseball. Uh, I had him as the best quarterback prospect in that class. So I'm happy that he's really flourishing, man. It's, it's a great situation for him. Yeah. What about you, Dante? Anything to add on that football team? Um, uh, yeah, <laughs> I guess I could talk about the football team. Uh, Terry McLaurin's really good. Yeah. Terry McLaurin's good. Uh, Chase Young is good. Um, two Ohio State guys that look like uh, you know, pretty good staples on the offense and defense to build around. Uh, Dwayne Haskins was QB1 for me that year. Um, he does look better. He does look he better. Does. Doesn't have a lot of he doesn't have a lot of help. Uh, the offensive line is really bad. Uh, it's up there with the Bengals with worst offensive lines in the league. So Haskins' evaluation is going to be tough. I, I think he looks better, but he still you know makes a lot of mistakes and stuff. So uh, Kyler looks like an MVP candidate. I missed there. Uh, I'll own up to that all day. All right, uh, we got the oh sorry sorry the, the Chiefs and Chargers game. Go ahead. Oh, man. Uh, dude, I'll make it short and brief. Uh, Terod Taylor, you know, took a shot for a rib injury, and I guess it affected his chest. Um, one of the reasons why players are reluctant to getting, you know, pregame shots and stuff like that, cortisone shots, is you never know the effect. Long story short, uh, Herbert found out he's going to start about five minutes to kick off. Uh, I actually thought head coach Anthony Linden was joking around when he told him he was starting. He didn't take him serious. Um, so he, that, he thought that was a joke. Goes out there, plays out of his mind, man. One bad decision, third and two, man. You're rolling out left. Uh, you could have just ran for the first down. You throw a ball into double coverage to Keenan Allen, who's a great player, but it just never had a chance. Uh, it comes with r- r- rookie mistakes, man. A couple of delayed games there, taking the necessary sacks, holding the ball too long. I uh, tweeted out a video today, uh, the fourth and five we went for. Keenan Allen's wide open on the sideline. He throws in a double coverage to Hunter Henry. Stuff like that's going to happen. But, man, I, it, it's a very exciting performance. He looked really, really well. Uh, he didn't play against the best defense. That's also worth noting, but... Looks like he's going to start this week. I don't think Terod Taylor's going to play. Um, I really pray to God that management goes down to, you know, Anthony Lynn and lets him know, look, dude, we've got to start Herbert. I know he's not fully ready to go, right? Mentally, he's not there and still learning how to, you know, be an NFL quarterback. But Terod Taylor is going to not give this team the best chance to win. And I, you know, remember vividly saying we should sign Cam Newton. And now look how he looks with the Patriots, right? So there's that, right? We, we dropped the ball on that one, dude. I don't understand I'd take a hurt Cam Newton over a healthy Terod Taylor. So still, I, I, I were idiots for not giving Cam Newton a very cheap, affordable deal, which we could have signed him. So, man, I hope Herbert's the future of the team, and I, I really hope that he pans out. Man, I liked Herbert a lot. Yeah, he looks promising that game. Almost uh, beat the Super Bowl champion, so there's that. Dante, anything on this? Um, What the hell is Anthony Lynn doing, man? I, I don't understand. Like, I... You know, I, I always try to spend a lot of time like trying to put myself in a coach's shoes when I'm like sitting here because like, you know, who the hell am I? I'm a 20 year old college student. And, you know, what the hell do I know about coaching a football team? But like, hey, you know, your rookie quarterback goes out there, plays his balls off, drops in a, a ton of really good dimes. He looks poised as hell. You know, you open up the offense for him. You know, I, I joked with Saray. I, I forget if that was on the last podcast or if that was off air where I was like, man, if you know, I'm just going to watch the Chargers next time I need to sleep. They'll put me to bed. You know, the offense, man, was exciting. Herbert was making plays. You guys are running speed option on third and three. Like, hello, you know, like, this is great. You know, yeah. the, and Anthony Lynn's out here saying there's a reason Justin Herbert's a backup. Really? Like, why Why would you say that? I, I just don't uh, understand the logic behind that. Like, you want to, like, even separate that from not playing Herbert. Like, why would you say that about your rookie quarterback in the media, man? Like, if, if that's the reason you want to give him behind closed doors that you're not going to play him, 
go for it, whatever, you know, but like, why do you say that in the media? Like what, whose idea? Like, I, I don't know. Um, Anthony Lynn needs a publicist. Apparently I, I, I just don't, I don't know what, what the chargers are doing, man. Uh, I thought Herbert played really well. I, I he thought did. he played really well. He did make a mistake. He made a couple of mistakes, but like, I mean, come on. I, I think it's the best Herbert's look probably since like a sophomore year of college. And, you know, again, it's probably a flash in a pan. He'll probably come back down to earth at some point, but he's the future of the team. You got to play him. Uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes is still really good. And, uh, yeah, <laughs> that, was, I mean, that was a tough situation. I mean, they asked him to go against the Super Bowl champions on five minutes before game time. So that's not easy at all. So um, I'll just keep it short there. Uh, the last game, the four o'clock window Eastern time was Baltimore and Houston. And Baltimore just took over this game. And Houston looks lost, lost. Um, what do you guys got about this game? Oh, man, uh, the Ravens continuously just look like they're just the most talented <laughs> roster in the league, and they continually show it every week. I hope they get to the Super Bowl, man. I want to see Lamar Jackson win. He deserves it. Uh, it's going to be next Monday. We'll see Mahomes and, and Lamar Jackson go at I'm it. I'm excited. That's a hell yeah, of a game. Great. I think that's Sunday night. We also get Monday. Drew Brees versus Aaron Rodgers as well. Oh, that's Sunday, yep. yeah. So we've got back-to-back primetime games of some, some good football, some good quarterback play, but Keep it brief, man. Watson needs help. I hope after this deal he leaves Houston unless they find some receivers and uh, offensive tackles. Uh, Bill O'Brien needs to go, and uh, that's about it. Um, (laughs) No lies detected there. I think you basically covered the nice and brief quick statement. Dante, anything on that? Or I think we all – I don't think – do you have anything to add on that? Bill O'Brien sucks. Deshaun Watson's great, and Deshaun Watson just – I mean, I think he'll still win nine games somehow or still lead you <laughs> to a playoff somehow because he's just that good. But yeah, uh, that, that's a tough task, man. The Chiefs week one and then the Ravens week two. And then I believe they have to play the Steelers next week. So Yeah, it's not going to get any easier. Good defense out there in Pittsburgh, man. And this is another great game. And that was a Sunday night game, the Patriots and Seahawks game. Cam Newton, man, I mean, he lost the game, but he's looked really good these first two weeks into the season, man. Yeah, uh, hashtag let Russ cook. Uh, Russ is cooking. Um, DK Metcalf. Yeah, DK Metcalf once again defeated the three cone, his arch nemesis. Um, it, the Seahawks look really good. Uh, the running game's going well. The you know Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, they all look you know like great weapons. Russ is moving around, throwing the ball, dropping that one drive, that one throw that he dropped on the on the uh, front pylon to David to Moore. David like, Moore, that was who, beautiful. Who else makes that throw? Who else besides Russell Wilson looks up and goes? Maybe Patrick Mahomes would look up and go, "I have David Moore in one on one coverage. I'm going to chuck the ball in his direction." Like. You know, that, that's, that's a Russell Wilson player right there. You know what I mean? Like, you know, like, um, and Cam also looks really good, man. I, I got to give him credit. I thought his arm had a ton of zip and his mechanics look pretty good. Most of the night, you know, he made a couple mistakes, uh, but he looked really good. looks like he's running the ball. The Patriots have a unique game plan. You know, they're beating teams with that quarterback run. It's going to be interesting. I, I'm interested to see how long the Patriots can get away with running a college offense. We'll see how it goes, but, um, Cam looks really good, man. It was an exciting game. I think both of those teams are going to be factors in their respective conferences for the, you know, for the championship game. There you go. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a fun game to watch. Uh, Sunday night, man. Every time those teams just go against each other, it's always fun. Seahawks and Patriots, and they just delivered another classic. So um, that was very fun to watch. Anything you got to add, Saray? 
Oh, man, nothing. I just, Cam Newton should be in a Chargers jersey. That's all I got to say. I thought he was going to be a Charger, too, actually. So I did, yeah. too. I, I wrote about it for, for Blue Chip, like, early early in the process. I was like, the Chargers should sign Cam Newton. We dropped yeah. the bag on that one. We, we fumbled the bag badly. That's terrible. Yeah. yeah. Um, in the last game, uh, Monday night game, the Saints versus the Las Vegas Raiders, and the Raiders pulled the upset against the Saints. And the Raiders are now two and zero in Gruden's third year with the with the Raiders. Uh, what do you guys got about this game? I'll start off with Saray. Oh man, Raiders plus three and a half cash is in, baby. Made me some money last <laughs> night. Uh, other than that, dude, I, uh, <laughs> I I like what the Raiders did, man. A beautiful stadium, beautiful way of football, man. Derek Carr is making me eat my words here, man. He looks outstanding. What I tell you guys? You called it. You called it. You called it. You called it. <laughs> However, I still think if you are able to draft a quarterback, you draft a quarterback. But um, I don't think he's going to play to that caliber for the reign of the year. I can at least think that's fair to say. But who knows, man, right? Gruden's got this team, man. He's got the locker room going for him. He's got the GM going for him. Uh, man, it, they played well, seriously. Drew Brees, Father Time, is catching up to him. Man, can't throw the ball anywhere, man. It's, it's, it's bad. It's, they've got to figure out what they're going to do for the quarterback position, man, as far as after Drew Brees is over. Jameis Winston. <laughs> 30 for 30. There we go. Uh, what about you, Dante? Anything to add on this uh, game or the team? Um, yeah, I'll, I'm going to pass here. I did not watch this game. I was too busy crying at the Dolphins All-22. Um, so I'm, I'm going to pass here. Darren Waller's good. I know that. I, I saw the highlights from the game. Uh, he might be a, a top-five tight end in the league. But outside of that, yeah, I, w- I was too busy yelling at my computer so i'll I'll pass to you tyler there you go uh the raiders man i mean they they've been impressive i've been impressed with john gruden so far what he's been doing in his three-year attendance so far i mean i think he's he's got this unit he's got his team locked in and they're exciting man they're an exciting team josh jacobs is phenomenal he's an exciting running back Derek carr i mean i i've I've always liked Derek Carr. I thought he'd always put him in the right situation. I think he could be good. That offensive line is just moving people, especially in the running game. I'll give him credit to that. So the Raiders, man, I mean, they play in a super tough division. They play the Chargers. They play the Chiefs. And the Broncos are in there who are really banged up right now. But it's a good division in general. So um, as far as winning the division, I don't see that happening, obviously. But maybe as far as, you know, making the playoffs, especially with the seven teams this year, I could definitely see the Raiders being one of those teams. I like them, man. I know it's only been two weeks, and they played the Carolina Panthers, who I thought was going to suck, and they're rebuilding, so that's expected. But they just beat a pretty impressive New Orleans Saints team. You know, that that's impressive to me. So their stadium's beautiful. Maybe this rebrand is what the, Ve- or the Vegas Raiders needed, so... I like them, man. I, they're exciting. Um, that's a team I'm going to keep tab on this year. So uh, that's all I got on them. So anything else to add on this NFL Sunday, Thursday, slash Monday? No. Nothing for me, brother. All right. That took way longer than I expected. We're going we're gonna to make that shorter. We're going to make that shorter in the next upcoming week. So uh, on that note, I hope you guys all enjoyed. Football is back, and we'll be back next week to do a very similar episode. But shorter next time. It won't be this long. But it'll be shorter. <laughs> uh, we'll be back with week three of the NFL season and week four of the college football season. So on that note, peace out, guys. Appreciate all the support. Peace.